some bridges are not level because some <laughs> some bridges have start off higher at one end and then go lower. That's true, and it's problematic, and this is why <laughs> I'm beginning to regret this concept. So, what I'm trying to do here, <laughs> and we'll see if it works or not, is to record a podcast with you, and. Um, because this is um, Wozcast, which has been named because, do you know why it's been called Wozcast? It's been called Wozcast because it's the Whiskey Appreciation Society. Mm. 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 But do you know what? It's kind of tricky because you know, I might get a little bit excited and decide I've got a nice wine I want to do it with. So it becomes the... Scottish Wine Society. No, 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 no. The, the wine... Appreciation Society. Do you know what the real trick is? If I want to drink beer, it becomes the Water Barley Hops Appreciation Society podcast. Okay. Sound good? Just before we start. Okay. Do you know what whiskey is in Gaelic? Uh, Uska Bretha. Yeah, but what does it mean? Water of life. Ha <laughs> <laughs> You were there. Actually, oh, it's quite. Well, we should probably talk about that because, like, I said, you I found out some... today. Oh, did you? Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, this morning I was listening to something and found that out. I think my pronunciation thought, sucks. The by other, the, way. the other thing is that I found out. Yeah. That when whiskey was, you know, in the early times, yeah, they used it as an antiseptic and a painkiller. <laughs> Well, that's actually kind of interesting, and I'll talk about that a little bit later because I've found uh, there's that stuff that I found about our ancestor. But um, I thought maybe it'd be good if we, um, before we get you know five minutes in, <laughs> I should probably introduce what we're going to drink today. Okay. So today is a nice little drop that I picked up, duty free. It's Oban Little Bay. Um, Oban, <coughs> pardon me, made me choke. I got so emotional about it. Um, Oban's one of the distilleries that I haven't been to, because I think that that list is probably a little bit smaller than the ones that I have been to these days, just between you and me. Um, but it's one that you've always enjoyed, isn't it? Yeah, no, Oban's very, very good. But I don't know whether you've tried the Little Bay or not. No, I haven't tried that one. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's... Shall we... Um, yeah. Do the honours. Um... Well, you know, you can't go too overboard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got that um, really nice um, peaty. Mm. And everyone can hear probably the claws of Winnie the dog walking around. Do you know, that reminds you a lot of sort of that lag of Vulan and it's quite refreshing at the same time. It's got a lot of peat in it. The only thing is I think Lagavulin has more of a iodine flavours in it. Yeah, the medicinal kind yeah, of flavour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. From the sea. Um, which, Oban is apparently on the sea. And there's yeah, an Oban yeah, in New is. Zealand as well, isn't there? Yeah, on Stewart Island. Yeah. It's a little town on Stewart Island. Um, yeah, so I thought we'd drink this, which I thought would be quite nice. I know that I was whinging about crunching before, and I, I brought a little accompaniment because I thought that it might be quite neat to try because sometimes those smoky flavours, if you've got something oh, a little yeah. bit sweet, can be a bit, little bit nice with it. 
wish you've got a little bowl or something like that, but we'll just chuck them on the table. Um, now these are coffee beans that have been coated in caramelized white chocolate. So they're a little bit sweet, mm. but they've got that real crunch of a coffee bean on the inside. And I thought, sip your whiskey, a little bit of this. Mm. And we can harass everyone's ears with our crunching. That's very nice. So that it reminds me very much of, um, you know, all those sort of whiskies so that, that, that come from down, you know, the aisle ones and that. Yeah, because um, Oban's on the west coast mm. of Scotland and it's not that far away from from um, Isla, really, in the scheme of things. It's, you know, you couldn't drive there in a heartbeat, but... See, I've always rated Oban pretty highly. Yeah, but do you reckon this one's a bit smokier than the normal one that you... No, I don't think it's any more smoky or anything. It's probably a little bit even more smooth. It's probably... And there's... Yeah. The only thing I will say, there's not two or three different tastes coming in. It's just, to me... It's fairly... um, Yeah, it's fairly simple. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably about spot on because it's... um, It's actually a small cask release... So it's one that they've done, so they describe it as um, married in our smallest casks for distinctively deep smoothness, there you go, mm-hmm. and fruity richness of flavour. I think it's quite nice. But, um, you know, you talk about Lagavulin, and Lagavulin is from the same group as Oban. Yeah, but that I think it's, what is it, 16-year-old rating that I, I, I usually have. I think it's 16. 16. Yeah. When I do have a lag of it, and, um, there's almost a flavour in it of really nice smoked fish in the background and things like that. With lag of woolen? Mm. Hmm. Well, that's what I can taste. I can taste... A lot of iodine, I can taste yeah, that's the definitely sea. Good. You can almost hear the sea when you're drinking it. I think it's got a little bit more subtlety. You've had Lefroy before, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, it's got a little bit more subtlety to it than Lefroy. Now, I rate, rate Lefroy pretty highly too. Yeah. But, but you know, it, it, it jumps out at you and we've got we've got of this and we've got a lot. We aren't going to muck face. around. Have you had um, Ardbeg before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, that one's a bit... Um, that, some of their... Varieties that they've got are pretty um pretty pungent with the old peat. I've had two or three different lots of Arberg and uh, I've found it very very good. But when we, when I first started drinking whiskies, you know, I used to think that um, uh, as far as malts goes, that it was Glenfiddich or or something like so that you know I hadn't heard of all these other ones, mm. and then. Someone got me to try um, oh, the one that comes from the highest distillery, blah, blah, blah. Um, Dalwini. Dalwini. Which Winnie's named for. Yeah. And that, to me, was um, you could almost taste the mountain stream. It was very, very uh, – and, and the sweetness, there was almost a honey in it when, when I first started – Mm. drinking it and and sort of that you could almost taste the freshness of the water in that one but gradually uh i turned over more to to the style of malt 
the the Petia kind of yeah. ones and the, and definitely the Isla um, mm-hmm. the Isla distilleries as well. Um, you've had a few bottles of just looking over there with the um, the canisters over there. Mm. You've had a few of the Balvenie as well. They're not particularly um, peated, but they're they're really nice and chocolatey. You seem to like those flavours as no, well. No, I, I, I don't rate it as nice as this. I don't rate it as nice as that particular one, the twelve-year-old, as say the uh, Lagavulin or Oban or Lafroig or anything like that, but it's quite good value compared with the other ones, and it's not far behind anything else. Yeah. yeah you know, cool. it's right up there. Um, um, Seems to be Mary's go-to to get you, though. <laughs> we should retrain her to get, a, get you some of the Isla ones. No, no, no. She goes next and fit it or something like that. But mm. she got quite a good one last time. And I usually don't get, like, it was Glen Finch or one of those sort of... Oh, she got you a Glen Livet, I think. Yeah, Glen. Yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoy Glen and, and that one that she got me was probably one of the nicest ones that I've ever had from that stable. Nice. Hmm. That's nice. Um, Glenfiddich I won't have anymore because I, I think I told you the story. I went there and I could smell mm. it. smelled like... Um, what's that stuff that, that like ammonia that they use for cleansing? No. And I said, oh... Are you doing a bit of a clean out at the moment? It smells like ammonia in here. And she's like, oh, no, we're just draining the mash tons. I'm like, well, not going to drink all whiskey ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But, no, I've, I've sort of had a look. See, the interesting thing, too, likes of when you used to play the pipes, yeah. Little story about Catherine when she used to play the pipes, and she was probably 15, 16, 17. And I used to love the um, chariots of fire being played on the pipes, and when, when it's played right, it sounds really, really good. Are you saying that I used to play it right? Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> and, and I used to sit there, and if she was practicing or doing something, and say, Come on, play Chariots of Fire. No, no, she wouldn't. So I just. Oh, so droll, like Chariots of Fire. And I would go and get a bottle of of scotch, pour myself a glass, and she'd say, Well, I might be able to if I can have a little bit of that. Her mother would be at work. So that that was Catherine's introduction to, to, wow. to scotches. Not strictly speaking true, but before I get to mine. But. The first time I ever yeah. had it, uh, I was around about 18 months and went down and Dad, Mum and Dad were down in the lounge and there was they had people, uh, another couple was in there and they were sitting down and all having a drink and my father drank a scotch with a little bit of water in it and uh, I went up and said drink to him and wanted to drink apparently. And I vaguely can remember this. And uh, my mother, who was fairly straight, lace sort of thing, said, well, give him one to her father and said it'll put him off drinking it for the rest of his life. Boy, didn't that plan work out well. <laughs> and apparently I sucked a little bit into my mouth, took a step backwards and said, nice more? <laughs> <laughs> 
And oh, so you were like two going on 18. No, no I was 18 months. Teenage. Only about 18 months. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. And that, of course, would have probably been around this table. No, it was in the lounge. Oh, was it? Mm. The, um, this table that was sitting at um, doing this recording um, saw a fair few whiskey sessions, I believe. Oh, yeah, there a lot of stains on it at one stage, and I wish I hadn't taken them off now. And it was where corks had sort of gone onto the table, and there was a big black sort of thing. And my father, who he, he was, didn't drink that much at all, you know, a bottle of scotch that sort of lasts for three or four months unless someone came in or something like so that. That was the Scottish blood kicking in, was it? <laughs> no, he, he wasn't. He, he didn't drink that much. But later on he did. You know, when he sort of retired and things, he'd, he'd have a scotch every evening, but not, not a lot. Mm. But uh, I only saw it once. But apparently he was famous for doing it, and he did it when he was leaving the valley. But when he first came into our valley, he did a harker on this table, and he could do it so bloody well. And mm. I've never seen anything like it. And he got up, and he was well into his he was into his sixties, you know. And he got up and did this harker on here, and I tell you what, it was just magnificent. And and it was sort of he said, well, I was I was famous for the first party we had here doing the harker on the table. He said the last one that we're having here, we're going to do the harker. And he got up and he did the harker on the table. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, by way of explanation, <laughs> um, so you grew up in the Awa Tree, which was. In the Mother. South Island of New Zealand, right? So it's like pretty mm. much at the top of the South Island of New Zealand. Yeah. And your parents had a farm that your dad had and then you took it over um, after that. Um, I only had a little one. That's why I'm pouring myself more. <laughs> mm. I, it seems sensible. Um, so were well, you going to get a pencil so you can <laughs> Well, I think I think that was you, wasn't it? You, you no. were pencil marking it, weren't you? No, I never do. And the other thing I don't do is I never pour my whiskey into a decanter. I've got this beautiful decanter at home. Oh, I don't either. It's just, no. I don't see the point of putting it into a decanter. I'd like to see what I'm drinking. I kind of like the shapes of the different now, bottles. I'd always been told with with a whiskey, mm. you you shouldn't really pour someone else a whiskey. Oh. Really? You should just hand give the them bottle the, over. Hand the bottle and the glass. And I reckon that's a really good idea. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Look, mate, if you want to, go for it. <laughs> if you feel like no. you haven't had your fair share, you can have as much as you want. Within reason, you've still got to cook the steaks. So just remember that. <laughs> no, it's just, um, it's, there's sort of different things with, with the whiskey. Yeah, well, so going back to, so you grew up in the art tree. Yeah. I was, um, well, I wasn't born there, but I was probably conceived there, I'm guessing. Um, and then we moved over to Australia, and my first whiskey experience wasn't a single malt. It was Drambuie, and it was actually the night that Grandpa died, of all people, and I couldn't get to sleep because we were, we were travelling around Australia mm. at the time. I would have been either just turned or just about to turn nine and um, we were staying in like a camper mm. van kind of thing and I we're could hear you and mum talking around the table. Mary was fast asleep and so I got up I thought well I can't sleep 
Yeah, we all knew that Grandpa had passed away that day. And I thought, I'll get up and see what these two are um, yapping about. And so I got up and Dad's like, oh, well, do you want a sip of this? And I was just like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Was it Drambury or um, was it the other one? Lochanora. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm absolutely convinced it because was Because we went off Drambury. It was too sticky, but uh, Lochanora or whatever it was, was a lot smoother and, and it wasn't as sticky and, and yeah. a lot better. Um, I'm sure it was Drambury, but, you know, either way, it was one of those. Yeah, they taste very, versions. very similar. Yeah. It was just that Drambury, a wee bit sticky and things yeah. where it's Lochanora wasn't. I can't remember which distillery I went to and they had Drambury on the shelves and I had a bit of a laugh at that. I was like, oh, I remember that stuff. I'm sure it must have been Drambury because it's got the black bottle and that's what I remember. Brown, I think. Well, it? dark brown, mm. yeah. So, yeah, so that was the story there, really. It's quite a nice drop, wouldn't you say? Mm. And what do you think about having the having the coffee um, coffee beans? Well, they're coated coffee beans, aren't they? I've always liked chocolate ones, and these ones are pretty well the same, aren't they? Yeah. So they're done by um, Sue Lewis, you mm. know, the shop that um, Neve's in. So that's quite good. Nice little local one to have. So, so yes, don't tell everybody about the great, great, Grandfather? Or... Oh, sorry, yes. I knew there was something else I was going to talk about. So you were talking about it being used previously as an antiseptic and um, as a, um, what did you say, as a medicinal kind of... No, no, as a painkiller. Painkiller, thank you. Um, so I was doing some research, because um, we do have some Scottish ancestry. Would you believe it? Can't believe it. And I was doing a bit of research online about... Where did you read here come from? I don't know, Germans? <laughs> Could have come from anywhere, really. Um, actually, probably, yeah. I mean, because you've got German on that side and that side. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, one of the things that I was looking up, I was just basically looking up as much as I could about this JC Madiva. And you've actually got his scalpel set, haven't you? Because hmm. he was a practicing doctor, he was in um, Rothsay in the Isle of Bute, and he was a head like, surgeon for Scotland too. Oh, really? Hmm. Huh. Very, very good surgeon, apparently. I think he served in the military as well. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard about that, mm. but someone said that he was very good at amputations, Ooh. and a lot of the time, the doctors who were good at amputations had served in the military and they reckon that that would have been the time of the Crimean War. Right. And there probably was quite a bit of limb removal and that. Yeah. Well, the, the set that you've got is quite a dainty wee thing. I guess it's like a almost like the size of a um, small card case, isn't it? Yeah, it's got there's the handles of the um, lances are made out of tortoise shell and ah. they fold out. Have you seen Yeah, them? I've seen them, and I've seen how they fold uh, out. Yeah, and it's tortoise shell, I think. Huh. I didn't realise what it was made mm. of. Of course, it wouldn't be plastic in those days. Because what sort of era are we talking here? Probably the oh. 18, 1880s or so? Oh, before then, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, okay, of course. Because when was Grandpa born? What year was that? It was like 19... 1910 or something yeah. like that. 1909. And so you talk, the man that we're talking about is my grandfather's grandfather. No. No? 
There was your grandfather who came out to New Zealand. No, no, no. Great-grandfather. Yeah, yeah. And then there was so another great-great-grandfather who oh. was back in Scotland. And then it was be your great-great-great-grandfather. And he would have been, his son married a woman by the name of Brindley. And they, he was one of the chief engineers and everything on building most of the uh, canals, canals yeah. in Scotland. So your maternal grandfather, who would have been the same era as that one, the mm. doctor one, yeah, uh, were both uh, in, in Scotland at the time. Huh. And uh, I, I think... Brindley built a lot of canals in Manchester, uh, in England and in Scotland. I think. Oh, okay. Now Joanna, my sister, she and your aunt. Funny <laughs> that, isn't it? It's really weird how that works. I mean, yeah, both related yeah, to the same person. Yeah, I know. Can't get over that. <laughs> Whose birthday it was today? Yeah. Uh, she uh, loves going on these canal boats. In England, you know, they go and nowhere. And in Europe as well. Yeah. And they go nowhere. And they're running out every five minutes to open Dealing the with lock. locks, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, you'll spend a week on it and travel about three and a half miles, you know. But they, they enjoy it, so we won't sing off about it too much. And <laughs> she was saying that uh, when I said about, oh, it's probably your... Um, maternal grandfather who built some of these canals and she said well funny I recognise the name Brindley and she said I didn't think about it on a plaque yeah Yeah, and it was on a plaque in one of the canals and I'm sure uh, that was in Manchester I'm mm. I'm sure that was in Manchester Mm. so JC Madiba I was doing a bit of research on him and just seeing what I could find because you know the good old interwebs and Dr Google and I found this old story what was published in a medical journal and there was a man with septicemia and I think they got to the point where it's like well bugger if we know what to do with this one and so he administered a really strict regime to get rid of the septicemia because obviously they didn't have antibiotics in those days and I know Mm. that he did have a hand in with um the discovery I think of antibiotics he he was involved with that. Well, there is there's talk of that. There's talk of it. I'm not really I, sure because I, I think... Anyway. But then there was talk that he might have been involved with Lister. Right. Now, do you and know what Lister was famous for? Is that pasteurisation? No. No. That's Louis no, no, no. Damn. <laughs> Lister, um, he was worked out that you had to sterilise medical instruments because a lot of the time they'd, they'd just use the same knife from the same... Uh, uh, oh. from from two or three that they've been using in, in three or four other operations. Here's a scalpel I used to lance a boil. And of course, <laughs> Let me see if I can't. They were getting a lot of, oh. and he worked out that they had to sterilise and, right. and uh, to keep things away. And that's where Lister... Because I did do some research into the whole thing with penicillin and I couldn't find anything. And that actually makes more sense that it might have been Lister. But apparently, according to... My sister Mary, she was your aunt too, of same same family. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! So you just got the one family? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, she reckoned that 
uh, his real expertise was with respiratory things. The JC Madiba. Mm. Well, the thing that I read, this guy got septicemia. I'm not sure what yeah. the cause was. Pro- and uh, so taking he... a leg off. Possibly. No, it was. That, uh, oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, what happened was the story you told. I don't remember him having an amputation. And they'd amputated his leg oh, below the knee. And he still had, yes. And so I'm glad you remember it. Not bad and for got, an old got, man. Got, got gangrene. Well, he got septicemia yeah, well, is the more, like, you know, once you get the blood poisoning, it's, it's yeah, no, 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 no. practice. It was, uh, they reckoned he was getting gangrene and the doctor was going to cut the rest to the leg off, who was he your grandfather. He had septicemia, that was the diagnosis. Yeah. So he had blood poisoning at that stage. And what they decided was... A shot of whiskey every hour on the hour. And I think they did it for 12 or 14 hours. And this guy came out of it. Hmm. And I don't know whether they maybe raised his alcohol level to a point where it burnt out the infection or what. But pretty incredible, really. Because right. you're probably thinking, you know, it was probably not your your standard 30 mil kind of shot that you get. <laughs> I thought when you told me the story, mm. it was gangrene. And they did get a lot of gangrene. And, and patients. Yeah. That might have caused a little bit of septicemia, I don't know. Mm. And he didn't want to lose any more of his leg because everybody wants to have their knee if you have an amputation. Oh, so then you can just have a, um, mm-hmm. a um, what do you call it, a prosthetic that's just below the knee. They put him on this course. I don't know. The way it read, it was like it was taken internally. But it may have been um, sponged onto the wound too. Well, I got the idea that he just took it. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, whiskey helped a man. It's like, and I often wonder... Come the apocalypse, I, Dad. We've got to keep a bottle of whiskey handy. <laughs> I talked to a doctor on it and they couldn't really quite work out how it could have worked. Mm. And uh, one of them, I, I sort of, I had a bit of a theory myself that possibly it sort of got the blood flowing a little bit better, you know. So, oh, you know, the to uh, the site, yeah, to the site, yeah, you know, thinned out things a little bit or something like that. And the doctor said, yeah, there could be something in that, you know, it might have got us, you know, uh, thing up. But whether 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 talking about a time where they didn't have blood tests to like you know run blood cultures and all that kind oh. of thing, they probably had no idea what they were dealing with. They didn't, you know. Um, I mean, sometimes now modern medicine can be a bit of a like, oh, well, we'll just give this a shot and see how it goes, but at least they've got some tests that they can run. Well, I've always felt that medicine to a certain degree is like being a detective. You know, you <laughs> you sort of count these these things out and sort of it's poking in that direction and to, to be that. So. No, that's perfect because you used to watch House, didn't you? Remember the one um, with... Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, goodness. Um, Hugh Laurie. And that was the great thing. It was kind of like a Sherlock Holmes version of a medical drama. And it was just brilliant because he was just this, this, this savant, but he was just so, had no social skills. and Yeah, but did, there's something in that film that's really quite funny. Film? It was a TV oh, show. TV show. Yeah. You know how he had the walking stick? Yes. Now, he had, say, his left leg was gone. Yeah. 
and it was always in his left hand. If you're using a walking stick, you would have it in your right hand if it was necessary. You would, and it was a anybody. I remember who, that uh, being uh, a massive bugbear for you because you just no, no, broke yeah, your yeah, leg. Yeah, and 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 a lot of medical people talk about the same thing. <laughs> That's so true. And I wonder how he missed that or whether he did it on purpose. Look, Mikasa... By the way, if anybody from Lagavulin actually hears this ad, a carton and I'll I'll give you my address. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just um, touch base with us at, um, you know... Or open. Drop us an email at thegentlemanofpopculture at gmail.com and I'll give you Tony's address. And oh my goodness, I don't actually think I've introduced you apart from saying my dad... That's terrible. I think I'm the worst at that. The girls, um, help yourself. Um, the girls, when I do, I'm just, oh, have you? Just, oh. just enjoying it. You know? I know it's really nice. I'm just sipping. When we teaspoon. do the other podcasts that we do, they all do the their professional uh, radio thing, and that is like so they introduce everyone and they do all their like back announcing and everything like that. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just talking with friends. <laughs> I know who I'm talking to. What does the rest of the world need to know? Surely they can read the title of the podcast and know who I'm talking to. That's how that works, right? <laughs> Tell you a funny story about Scotch. And as I say, my father wasn't a heavy drinker. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, he enjoyed it. Right? And there's a next-door neighbour. Jack Checkley was his name. Absolutely lovely guy, never married. And he used to come across... And Dad and him got on. Jack was a lot younger than my father. But they were, they were good mates. Jack arrived across one night, sitting down in the lounge and they were having a quiet <coughs> scotch. And uh, looked into the bottle and there was a dead fly that had flown into the <laughs> bottle. So they drank the rest of the bottle because they felt that then it wouldn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> oh no! Bringing you that was their, that, that, the, that was their excuse for drinking the rest, rest of the bottle. bottle. Right. Okay. Now I see it more clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, because sometimes you just you know we always talk about the angels being responsible for some of the evaporation, <laughs> but sometimes oh, you do. They can be buggers. Them. They can be buggers. They can be real buggers. But like sometimes you do open a bottle and you think. Well, you know, if I put it back on the shelf, how much are the angels going to get? Maybe we should just knock it off. I <laughs> and one of, the worst, no, one of the worst dreams I ever had was that we were here, we were drinking a bottle of, um, I think it was, yeah, I know, we'll get to that in a second, but we were drinking a bottle of Glenlivet and it was a nice bottle I think it was like one of the 18 year olds or something like that like something in my price mm. well you know something you could afford but you'd get for a special occasion kind of thing and for some reason or other we'd left it on the shelf over there on the windowsill without the bloody cork on it and I got up the next morning and I thought we've left the bloody cork out of it what, what are we going to do and seriously, like it was one of the worst dreams I've ever had because, and so I thought, oh no. And so I took a sniff of it and you couldn't smell any alcohol. It was like all the alcohol had evaporated and it was just like, I don't know, like. Well, leave it, leave, if you get a glass of whiskey, mm. leave it in a glass overnight and it just tastes so different to what, you know. Yeah, well, um, 
you've seen me do my trick where I dip my finger in the whiskey and just like rub a little bit on my hand and all you can smell after you've done that is what's what it's made of so if it's really heavily peated um, barley that it's um, made of you can smell that really sort of peaty smell if it's really light like your Dalwinnies or your Kilcomans um, you'll just smell all your smell is like the this whiff of wheat or barley um, mm. as it were and so you reckon so, we should open that Ah, oh, look, I think you should save that for when Hamish is here, oh, to be honest. Okay. Um, I was kind of hoping that Hamish might coincide with me still being here. That'd be nice. Um, so Hamish brought Dad this really nice bottle of Glen Morangy Signet, and it's kind of been taunting us for the last, what, year? <laughs> no, three years now. Is it three? Three oh, years I've had it sitting there. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's been sitting there just really just taunting us, and... I'm glad mm. it's in the box so you can't see it's it's golden liquid goodness because otherwise I think that it would have been um, done no, dusted by now. I, I'd sort of, yeah. But yeah, um, one day. But hopefully yeah. it'll coincide and we can all have a bit of a dram together because that'd be quite nice. Mm. I might even open it when uh, Ruve and what's name are here. Just and Rob, stuff. oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Have a little dram. Um, so, yeah, just um, wanted to catch up with you. Wanted to yeah. have a have a little whiskey. And I thought we'd record it. And... I'll tell you what, the, oh, what's his name? He does, he's on um, Sky and he's a bit of a, you, you say probably fair will to the right, you know, in politics, but he's... A, he says things the way he sees them. Well, he's on Sky, Dad, let's face it. He, he's a radio talkback host in uh, Melbourne. I'm trying to remember what his name is, but on a Thursday, for the last quarter hour or so, he gets someone in who's a friend of his uh, and might be a lawyer, he might be a businessman, he might be just a, another journalist, he might be any occupation that you can name. And he gets them in, it's a segment called Whiskey with a Mate. And he gets a different whiskey out, and they sit there and they have a whiskey and a yarn for about a quarter of an hour, and it's a really, really good segment. Really? Yeah. That's nice. And, and it's his last day of the week, because he doesn't do it on Friday. Mm. And uh, it's just a real, and it's, you know, here he is, sort of this hard-hitting sort of Juno, you might say. And he's sitting there having this whiskey with a mate. <laughs> is it Andrew Bolt? Yeah, Bolt. Yeah. Oh goodness, really? Oh, sorry, my left eye is twitching. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But you know, at the same time, if you saw that mm. part of it, it's just such a nice. Oh. He's actually Dutch by uh, ancestry. Nice. But he loves a whiskey. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, let's face probably, it, like, probably gives him Dutch courage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked a, a whiskey. Quite a bit, and he he was Danish. I mean, you know, mm. oh, I know it's in the same region, kind of. As yeah, Scotland, he'd have but... he'd have snaps, and he'd have uh, vodkas too. Mm. But whiskey was really his uh, main sort forte? of thing. forte. Forte. Mm. But you see, I think the best whiskies made outside Scotland actually come from Japan. Mm. Hmm. Have you had many? 
I've had a few. The ones that I've had have been pretty bloody nice. They are. I think that... Uh, compared um, with other areas that I've had, like so I've tried a few from around here. Oh, Australian whiskies are just terrible. And I've, I'm sorry. It's really bad to say, but I've, I've yet to find overpriced, them character. And they're overpriced and just there's nothing that's really good about them. And the, and the price of them is just astronomical for what you're getting. Uh, whereas with the Japanese ones, uh, I've Do had you think some the pretty... climate's better accustomed to it? Like, you know, they've got that cooler kind of climate? Yeah, but then the first forte that I don't know what they're like. I haven't tried any for ages, New Zealand ones, but uh, everybody thought they'd do really good ones because there used to be a place called the Hokanui Hills, which was between Dunedin and... Uh, just a bit south of Dunedin on the way towards Invercargill. Oh, like um, Omaru? No, no. Yeah. From Dunedin, oh, south sorry. of Dunedin, oh, sorry. heading towards Invercargill, mm. Matara, really, probably halfway, and it's called the Hokanui. And a uh, big population of Scots went there. And uh, back then it was illegal, but they all set up their stills up there. And there oh, was neat. apparently some pretty um, nice illegal. Scotches came out from there, from what I can understand. But uh, so when they started, they started down that region or area to make this the first one. One was called Forty Five South, and one was something else. And it was bloody horrible. Uh, and I don't say oh, that like in modern times they decided yeah, to still. And them, I, yeah, and when I was in my early twenties, probably. Oh right. Yeah. When you say because uh, forty five south is still around, I think in yeah, some and way. There was, there was another one they brought out two, and one was supposed to be a wee bit better than the other. Mm. And uh, it, it, I, I tasted it once, and uh, no thanks. You know, uh, I'd sooner drink Johnny Walker Red Label. Oh wow, that's saying something, <laughs> Tones. <laughs> It's so funny though. Like, um, I'll turn my nose up at a Johnny Walker any day, but um, I'm oh, not at, not, at, not at forty thousand feet when you when you're having a bit of a panic attack. I tell yeah, you what, it tastes real good. True. Tastes really nice. In <laughs> there's a version that they've brought out called. You've heard of the TV show Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, bit of an avid watcher of that one, and um, they've brought out a Johnny Walker called the White Walker because White Walkers. Um, uh, not characters well they're kind of these beings in the show and so they brought out this one and it's designed to be drunk on ice which is yeah. kind of like I mean I know that you quite often in the summer will no have no 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 just just with a whiskey ordinary whiskey I wouldn't put ice in this yeah yeah okay yeah um, and it really I think people who do this they should even be warned they should be just shot and that is people who put Sorry. a mix in, in a really good malt or oh, a drink yeah, like you know coke, I'll have co- a oven with a coke, coke yeah. or something like that well it's kind of like having I'm trying to think um, I just can't even think of a good example that kind of matches it but what you do effectively oh it's like saying I'll have a, um, a chateau um, nerf the whatever, nerf the pap or whatever, 
and I'll, I'm, I'm actually thinking I'm not Might really into lemonade red. In there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not into red today. I'd like a rosé. I'll put some lemonade in to make it a little bit lighter. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, really? Yeah. I think that um, like, it's like Definitely, an art yeah. form. Would you agree? Like creating oh. a single malt is like an art form. And oh, I so think I think any, you have to appreciate. I think the wines art. are the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but um, it's you drink it as it's designed to be drunk. And they do say a couple of drops of water actually will open up the bouquet and stuff that you smell in in a whiskey. Oh, I think the the, the person who makes it, mm-hmm. he he's he's sort of very very uh, talented at making a good mold. Oh yeah, so There's years of experience that go into it. So. I think he's probably got the quantities of water that should be in there already. That's a good and theory. Don't, just, don't, just don't touch it. You know, the only one it's that like I will. A, it's like going that to a good restaurant. That... No, it's like going to a good restaurant and saying, "Waiter, may I have some salt and pepper?" <laughs> no, because chefs spend hours toiling and getting those flavors just right. <laughs> I know it's a wee bit saying, mm. but um, one of those things that you're just like, oh. Do you touch it? But I have, I have. Oh, gone there to is tasting. one. There is Ooh. one, and it was, oh, it was about 70 percent proof. Remember oh, that really strong one, Abelour, and it was yeah, uh, the one hundred and five. And, and each you one was have to, and it's so strong you've got to put a little bit of water in it. Yeah, that that's the exception. Yeah, to the rule. I think that when they're, they're that proof, all you get is the heat of the alcohol, and I really do think that those ones need to be. Just, just a touch of water. Like you don't need. Oh, to... that, 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 that was. Um, you could drink it all right, you know, straight, but the flavour was a lot better if yes. you put a little yeah. bit of water. in I think it, you know. lost a lot of the character, and yeah. that's why I don't tend to enjoy a lot of the cast strength whiskies. I'd rather. I tell you than... what, the other thing I don't like, and that is when they do these mixed ones with with sherries and and ports and things like so they, that. They don't mix them. What they do is they um, they but take them like out them. of the oak and they put them into like a sherry butt or something like that. Yeah, but I don't like them. Do you find them really dry? Because that's what I find, I, I, especially I, the sherry I just, ones. I just don't like them. Hmm. Um, I'm glad I didn't bring over the whiskey that I nearly brought over there. <laughs> I nearly brought over this 18-year-old. It's a Jura, and it had been put on, um, uh, yeah, it had been put on sherry butts. And I was just like, mm, glad that I didn't bring that one over. I think mm. I made the right choice. Yeah, no, it's just, um, yeah, I, I'm just not over keen on where they mix things up mm. with them. And I suppose it's a little bit of the purest. And the, yeah, see, but then I don't find that... Um, the Irish whiskies and the American whiskies are too sweet or sickly on the palate to me. Yeah, I think it's the vanilla flavours that you get from the oak because they're generally just put on oak. Yeah, and the other thing is with those ones, everybody who drinks them, they'll go and get this expensive bottle of of top-of-the-range Jack Daniels or whatever it may be. And the first thing they do when they pour it into a glass full of ice is uh, top it off with Coca-Cola. Yeah. And the Coca-Cola takes the horrible taste of their <laughs> bloody scotch away from them. Do you know what's really funny, though? Like, all things, like, I, I must admit my home is 
definitely in Scotland. Like my heart's definitely there in terms of my whiskey drinking. But I have had some really interesting ones in terms of the whiskeys with an E, which are your American style ones, American. your Irish style ones. Um, and they've actually been quite nice. You've seriously, like you just got to find the right one. Um, Buffalo Trace, I was blown away. Oh, I saw one that they were talking about, and it's one of the most expensive bottles you can get. And it was called something like so that, yeah. It was pretty incredible. Mm. Well, I think it's time to go cook some dinner. What do you reckon, Tone? Uh, okay. Well. Any, anything I'll, to say in, in closing before you have your your welcome? Lager, Lager Verland, Oban, and uh, all those people who have talked nicely about, uh, you know, a couple of cartons wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, it? sure. I'm, I'm sure they're going to come round to you. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll be running in. <laughs> it's been great talking with you, Dad. I'm really glad that yeah. you did this with me. Here's, Thank you. Here's to you, darling. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. <laughs>